These sounds and voices were recorded live from the 2018 Scribblers Festival from the Conversation Caravan. This is so cool being in here. It's like being in another little kind of glittery world. It's pretty neat, yeah. <laughs> we, we, um, we're so pumped to have you here. Thanks oh. so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's yeah. so much easier than like drawing or <laughs> talking on stage. Yeah, it's so fun. We've been sort of puttering around in the um, conversation caravan for the morning, talking to all these different guests. So it's, yeah, it's just been super cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to have you here. So It's great to be here. Um, so I've been really interested in your different art styles and techniques. So we have some questions for you. So yeah. do are a bit unique. Uh, so let's begin. <laughs> Um, so I see you've participated in many writers and art festivals. Which has been your favourite? Oh my goodness, that's a hard question. This one, I have to say, and I'm not just saying it because I'm here at Scribblers, but I have loved this so much because we've been totally treated like rock stars. It's so cool, and I'm and I'm not a rock star, so it's been pretty amazing. There's always someone there to go, would you like something to eat? Would you like to come with me, Ty? Here's your hotel. Here's this. Here's that. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're making the most of it. I am making the most of it, but I do miss my family. So yeah. I have two boys at home that I miss very much. So. I was going to say, you, you are a mother, uh, yeah. and your new book, Slow Down World, encourages all of us to sort of reconnect with our surroundings and be a little bit more mindful. You guys are so profesh, by the way. Has <laughs> um, being a mother sort of empowered and inspired this book? Yeah, that's a really good question. It definitely did come from that. So when my kids were little, I have always been making my work at the same time and always been practising. And when you're a mum and you've got two little kids, it's pretty crazy when you try and keep your career going as well from home. And so I found myself just always a little bit burnt out and rushing around and like, come on kids, get in the car. Ah, put your shoes on. Where are your shoes? You know, that every morning I was like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And then I just thought, why are we like, why do we always have to rush around? Because it's so much nicer. Kids don't want to rush around. And it's nicer if you can allow yourself to just yeah, take a bit of time, smell the flowers, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yes, it, to answer your question, it came out of becoming a mum and then dealing with me being a psycho mum and then choosing, <laughs> choosing not to be a psycho mum. Yeah. So in Slow Down World, you use clay and paper to create this masterpiece. <laughs> what gave you the, I the idea to merge those two art mediums? Oh, you guys and the questions. Such good questions. Um, better than the adults' questions. Okay, so the first two books I did were just paper with pencil and um, it's always the peas that like, they sound bad, don't they? You've got to do like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, peas, paper. So I I guess what happened was I, I don't I didn't get sick of drawing, but I I love building things and I love making things and so it was a bit more of a creative process for me to get some clay out and the scissors out and I, I guess it just kind of like reignited my love of making stuff and then the book I think shows that it's, it makes it much more of a beautiful process when you enjoy doing what you're doing. So I guess drawing just got a little bit boring for me. Boring, yeah. boring drawing. It rhymes too. So, yeah. um, so you studied sculptures at the Victorian College of the Arts. Have you got a team researching this stuff? <laughs> wow. Um, so 
explain to us sort of that journey and how that involved writing and sort of where it took you. Mm, that's a good question. Okay, so I, yeah, I did go to the Victorian College of the Arts, or we call it the VCA. Oh. Yeah, and it's really hard to get into. So when I left year 12, I thought, what is the, like, the coolest place I could go, the hardest place to get into? And I got in. But when I got in, I wanted to do drawing, but they said, no, no, you're doing sculpture. So I did do three years of, like, learning how to weld and learning how to cast things and build things. And all the time in the back of my head, I was thinking, I just want to draw. <laughs> so then after I left the VCA, I just drew as a rebel. I was like, I'm not a sculptor. I'm just going to draw. So I drew and drew and drew and drew. And then, as I said, I got sick of drawing. So then I went back to sculpture again. But the, the words thing, I mean, I've always written a lot. And when I was your age, I was like a mad nerd. I just wrote lots of stories all the time. And when I was about 12, I won a competition like a, a short story competition and the prize was to meet and do a workshop with John Marsden Whoa. who's pretty cool Whoa. a bit of a legend yeah. so I got to do this workshop with him and after that I was like yeah I'm, I'm gonna be like him <laughs> sort of secretly thought that yeah. So, like, I want your kids must be very happy with all their birthday cakes every year. <laughs> <laughs> with their birthday cakes? Well, I actually can't bake. Oh. So, what happens every year for my kids' birthdays is my mum flies down from Sydney and she bakes my kids' birthday cakes. Yeah, I know. That's when you know you're a pretty good grandma. <laughs> yeah. But I decorate them really yeah. well. Yeah. So in your book, The Family Hour, I'm fascinated by the fact that platypuses can swim underwater with their eyes closed mm. and that two dad black swans stay together to protect their eggs. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to write about Australian animals? Well, I actually didn't choose to write about Australian animals. So the only thing the publisher said to me when they came to me was, we want you to do a book about Australian animals. But they didn't say what or how. or And every time I met with them, they would say at you know, animal families, Australian animal families. But, you know, in science that means, like, different groups of animals. Yeah. But me and my crazy brain was imagining the animal families all sitting down to dinner and, like, <laughs> getting in the car together. And so my, you know, illustrator brain or storyteller brain just started imagining these families. And then when I was researching the animals and how they live together as a family, I realised that there's all these cool facts that I never knew before. Like a third of black swans are gay. A third of male black swans are actually gay. Yeah, and they're monogamous, which means they mate for life. So they choose a partner, they choose another dude. Well, at least they're committed. They're committed, but yeah. then in order to have the baby, they have to, like, chase a female swan off the nest and take, adopt an egg. And then they, they raise that baby until it's grown up and then they do it all again. So I was fascinated by these kind of facts that were coming out. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to do a book that reflected them almost like the way that we live as humans? And so it's a way for kids to learn about different families for us as well, but yeah. through the way that animals live. Very so cool. Very yeah. Cool. yeah. So you sort of the running theme of families there. So tell yeah. us a little bit about your family. Oh God, so smooth. <laughs> um, my <laughs> family. I know, such a good segue. Um, I'm on radio as well, by the way. So and I actually have my own podcast. So really? I'm very impressed by this because yeah, it's very very good. Um, my own family. I have uh, two boys, and my youngest is called Gil, and he's five. And my eldest is called Leo, and he's seven, nearly eight. And they're pretty cool kids. Gil's a ballet dancer. He's really into ballet, and he's very, very good at dancing. And Leo's really good at drawing and Minecraft. 
And uh, yeah, they're cool. And then my partner, Simon, he's an architect. So we built our house together. We designed it together. It's like real life Minecraft. And then we built it. And in our house, um, I made all the tiles from scratch. So I made 500 tiles and hand painted them all. And we have green carpet. And we have a cat called Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. I like like Malcolm as an agent. Yeah, well, it's from a story, actually. There's a great book called It's a Secret by John Burningham. It's not anymore. It's not anymore, no. And the cat in that book is called Malcolm. And so when we went to adopt our kitten, we all went in and we were like, look, that's him, it's Malcolm. So we just came home with us and he's the best cat ever. He's cool. You are listening to a podcast interview from a Scribblers Festival Conversation Caravan 2018. So in your book, Slow Down World, you remind adults and children to appreciate and enjoy the world around them. Slow Down World is a book about mindfulness, appreciation and imagination. So what do you do sometimes to slow down? That's a great question. My favourite thing to slow down is gardening. So I love gardening and I don't know whether I'm very good at it. I I do have a very beautiful garden, but I do it all just purely instinctively. So I don't like plan or read books about it or anything. I just love digging in the dirt. And it's kind of like when you're using clay, you know, because you you can't touch your phone because your hands are dirty. It's a good thing because sometimes I get a bit addicted to my phone and so I if I have dirty hands it's great it's, a, it's a, an excuse to yourself you know, no no phone can stay inside while I do some gardening and I love watching things grow so it's kind of like you know I love when you've got an idea for a book and then you over time you slowly start to see it sort of grow on the pages and it's the same with the garden I love that yeah watching flowers grow and then die and yeah do you have a, a favorite sort of Someone asked me that in there as well, which was interesting. Yeah, I I love this plant called an, it's actually called an asparagus fern. I call it a foxtail fern because it looks like a fox's tail and they're fluffy. Have you seen The Simpsons or is that too, you too young for that? So The Simpsons, do you know, you know Sideshow Bob? Yeah. It looks like his hair. So it sort of springs out of the ground. Like it's real, it's sort of like Dr. Zeus designed a plant. It would be the asparagus fern. Yeah. So I love your art and artwork. So is any of your art based on your life? I would say all of it is based on my life. Yep, definitely. And my art, that not my picture book art, so my my grown-up art, Mm -hmm. is definitely often working through ideas um, that I'm working through in my head. So maybe through emotions or how I see myself or how I understand other people. And sometimes that can be abstracted or sometimes it can be literal. But definitely with my books as well, they're different parts of my life. So the family hour happened when I just started a family and I was thinking about families. And then the next book was Sticks and Stones, which is all about how animals build their homes. And that's when we were building our home. And then um, the next book I did was this magical Christmas book called shine bright which was about a magic sugar glider that was probably just because i got paid to do that one and then the next one (laughs) the next one slow down world was when my life had reached busy busy crazy peak and i needed to slow down so um the book i'm working on next do you want to know what the book i'm working on next so it's it's in very early stages but it's going to be called you might find yourself and it's each page the character finds themselves in this other kind of world like different situations. So what it's about is just working out what you do when you find yourself in a new place or a new part of your life. And I guess that's where I'm up to with my life too. What like, exclusive. Yeah. Now that is an exclusive. Hope it happens now. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask real quick. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there is a sort of 
Western Australian slang wall. Oh, yeah, Chris's wall. It's yeah, great, isn't it? Yeah. Good I don't know if you've had a bit of a time to sort of peruse that. Yes, um, I had a look at it. It's yeah, amazing. I was, I was wondering, how did they sort of stand up to Victorian slang as a Melbourne <sighs> I think Perth probably has more slang, but, um, yeah, I... Yeah, I actually think that I, I did think. I wonder if there's stuff that's you know specific to Melbourne. But then I think when it's your own town, you don't maybe don't notice it, or you don't notice that it doesn't exist somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. None of them exist in Melbourne. No, put it that way. I was yeah. Like, I, I didn't know they existed here. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, is the um, title "Talking Heads" um, reference? Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, and the, and the way that I got around it is, I'm glad you picked that up because I was hoping that some grown ups. So, so one of the tricks I do with my books is there are actually grown up jokes in the books. So in the family hour, there are some grown up hidden jokes that that kids probably don't get. Like in the Gay Swans page, um, the bridge in the background is from Dalesford, which is like the where all gay people go for their weekend away, which is like, it's just a known fact. And lots of lots of gay people live in Dalesford. It's a really cool place. And so there's little little hints like that. And the Talking Heads song, which is, you, might, you may fa- find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife, uh, is one of my favourite songs. But the way I've got around the copyright thing is it's actually You May Find Yourself in the Talking Heads song. And my book's going to be called You Might Find Yourself. Was, so. it, was that planned or was it just like... Yeah. Well, I actually did think it said You Might Find Yourself, but when I looked up the lyrics, it's it's May. Oh, so handy. It's handy, it's yeah. Handy. <laughs> You are listening to a podcast interview from a Scribblers Festival Conversation Caravan 2018. I know that you are a visual arts radio reviewer. So what is the best part of participating in Triple Three Radio Studio? Triple R. Triple R. Um, what's the best part? I love talking. So that's that's a good start, isn't it? Um, I'm very... I'm very, I love the community, to be honest. Like, Triple R is kind of like a big family that you can go and everyone is really lovely to each other. And if you need to hang out with people, you can go in in there and sort of they'll just take you in. They never tell me to go away. That's nice. And also, it's just a great way to learn sort of new information about music that's coming out or other things, political things, you know. Uh, it's a bit lef- left of centre, if you know what that means. So it's not mainstream. Yeah, that's where I like to be, around those kind of people. Is, so. is there a, a rivalry with Triple J? Um, actually, a lot of songs that play, are played on Triple J were first played on Triple R. Well, I'll, I'll have you know. We hear it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the real institutes yeah. coming from Triple R. That's exactly right. And if you guys ever move to Melbourne with your skills, you go straight to Triple R, all right, and knock on their door and be like, I want to volunteer. And the, the cool thing about Triple R is that everyone that works there volunteers. So it's not like people aren't there because they feel like they have to be there because it's their job. They're there because they love it. So, That's cool. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So my podcast is called A World of One's Own and it's talking to other female artists all about things that they come across in their practice and dif- difficulties they have as a, as a woman in the art world. So, and I just found out I got funding from the Australian government, so that's pretty cool. So I can pay everyone involved and I've got a sound producer that I work with and I've got, <laughs> and I've got a, um, sp- a musician that makes some music for me and then we hire a studio each time and then someone edits it. And yeah, so that's cool. So that's my job at the moment, which is good. Pretty cool job. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. your job too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
so you write a lot about nature and wildlife. Mm -hmm. So if you had to write a story about the last time you climbed a tree, would it be a comedy or a tragedy? Oh, wow. What a question. <laughs> um, would it be a comedy or a tragedy? It, it would be a... A comedy. It's always a comedy usually in my life. Last time I climbed a tree was with my boys the other day because my littlest boy got stuck up in the tree and I had to sort of like get half up the tree to help get him down. So it would have been pretty funny if you were watching. Yeah. 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 I was going to quickly, I, um, I was in Melbourne a few weeks ago um, and I actually was lucky enough to be in the audience for um, the project one night. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, and super cool experience. Mm -hmm. but sort of as someone who is a bit of a media mogul in Melbourne, a <laughs> um, bit of an alliteration there, yeah. um, I was just wondering... If Love you a could, bit of alliteration. Oh, of course, yeah. of course. If you could just sort of give us a rundown of your top five shows on TV at the moment. Oh, oh yeah, okay, that's like a good that. question. Um, I love, uh, I've been watching The Handmaid's Tale, which is probably too old for you guys, but it's based on a, <laughs> yeah, don't watch The Handmaid's Tale. It's based on a, one of my favourite novels by Margaret Atwood, and it's a really, really kind of amazing interpretation of that. So I've been watching that, and I watch it every time a new episode comes out. Mm. Um, what else have I been watching on Netflix? I watched a great series called um, She's Gotta Have It, which is by a producer and director called Spike Lee. And that's really cool. It's about this African-American woman that lives in Brooklyn and she has like 10 boyfriends. She's just really cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's fun. And it's got amazing music in it. It's got a great soundtrack. And what else do I watch on TV? I watch Q&A because I like yelling at the TV usually. <laughs> I also loved another series called Godless, which just came out not that long ago, and I binged the whole, whole lot of it. It's sort of set in the Wild West, and instead of just, you know, your usual guy, cowboy thing in the Wild West, it's set in a town called La Belle, and it's all women, so it's pretty cool. I, um, I've only recently jumped on the Netflix train, Yep. Um, and I sort of noticed myself this feeling when you, like, binge watch a season, yep. and you finish it. And it's like simultaneously feeling like very accomplished, but also kind of sad that you've just finished yeah. it all, so you have nothing else to go on. Yeah, then you've got to find a new one. Exactly. Yeah, so or make a new one. Just yeah. make your own. Yeah. Just send them an email and just ask for yeah. the next season. Oh, the way you're going, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so in your book, The Family Hour, you wrote about a lot about animals. Yes. So if you had to be an animal for a day, what would you do? Well, that's what a good you do? question. Um... It's hard because I think a lot of animals, particularly those kind of little marsupials that are in my book, are really threatened by lots of different things. So I don't actually think I'd want to be any of them. Like lots of them, they have hardly any environment left because because of us mainly. Um, and lots of them get eaten by like feral cats and dogs. And so I'd love to be, I'd love to be a bird, I think, for a day. Because why would you not want to be a bird for a day? Um <laughs> Very random, but yeah. I'm going to ask you, yeah. would you rather be a manly woman or a womanly man? <laughs> I think I already am a manly woman. So that, that, I mean, I guess if I'd have to make a choice, I'd, then I'd love to try being a womanly man. Mm. Yeah, if, definitely. If, if we had the opportunity, we should definitely. Yeah, I, I think I'm already one. So yeah, <laughs> I'd be, I'd, I'd love a day as a womanly man because <laughs> they have lots of fun. So yeah. Yep. So another random question. Mm -hmm. Would you rather have no one show up to your wedding or your funeral? Oh, <laughs> would I rather have no one show up to my wedding or, or my funeral? I'd rather have no one sh show up to my wedding because I think weddings are weird. 
And I think it's sort of like, I never want to get married. Like, I, I find it a bit weird that you have to perform in front of all these people. Mm-hmm. How much you love someone else is a bit weird. Yeah. So, definitely, I wouldn't want anyone at my wedding because I'm not getting married. So, well, I... I I sort of, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't care. I'm dead. So, yeah. You you rock up, you do what you want. If you have like a brunch you need to go to, yeah. (laughs) Wear whatever you want. Yeah. I like the idea of like planning a really crazy funeral so that when I die, people are like, what? She wants us to ride in on an elephant? (laughs) Did you know Swan in Noongar is Marley? No. Um, Follow up. Yeah. Do you get Bob Marley vibes in Perth? <laughs> I do actually get a bit of Bob Marley vibes in Perth. And I'm I, like, I love the weather here and the beaches and stuff, except for the sharks, are amazing. But uh, I just can't get over how everything shuts so early. It's like nowhere to eat after nine o'clock. It's kind of crazy. I get very relaxo vibes in Perth. It's very, everyone's very friendly and relaxed. Yeah, we, so I reckon just about time for us to wrap up. It's been uh, fun. Yeah, thanks so much for coming and having Thank a chat. You for my pleasure. And when you guys are in Melbourne, you'll have to come and find me. And maybe come on my radio show with me. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good? Let's cool. All right. See ya. These sounds and voices were recorded live from the 2018 Scribblers Festival from the Conversation Caravan.